Welcome to a new season of Seasons with Sheena Joy podcast, where I walk with you through the different seasons in my life. We're now in summer! Before we go to our main topic, let me first share to you some random things. Hey friends, this will probably be my last episode for 2021. We're in year 2 of COVID-19 pandemic and one of my main realization is that humans are given the ability to adapt in any situation. 2020 was tough for me compared to this year as I already got the hang of adapting in the new normal. I have fully settled in solo living and I'm enjoying it. I've started my fitness journey enjoyed creating contents in this podcast, and even had the opportunity to write a chapter in a book for publication. Since we've been working from home, I had a lot of time to work on learning and improving myself, such as taking online course in data analytics, building the habit of reading published papers in economics, knocks, and reading books. Also, I was able to catch up on K-dramas this year. Although 2021 has really been tough for many, there are still things to be grateful for. So I would like to share books, people, or living things and contents that changed my life this year. First is for the book. The book The Power of Now shifted my perspective on how I see things in the present. It radically changed me by being more aware and by living in the now. I started practicing to observe my thoughts and take captive of them. I became more aware of what's happening in my now, especially during conversations as well as in my alone times. It helped me to enjoy more what I have in the present moment and to be more sensitive to the people around me. My mind has been freed from the pain of going back to the past over and over again and being anxious of the future. Let me read one of the life-changing passages in that book that resonated with me. It says, What is in front of you right now is what's real at the moment, not the future you're dreaming about or the past you wish you could change. What's real is now. Embrace it. This moment will pass soon. Be present. Second is people and contents. My top influencers are Pastor Joseph and Rica Peralejo Bonifacio. Their YouTube channels and podcast entitled Anything Goes with the Bonnies. They are a couple from our church at Victory Santa Rosa. Pastor Joseph is a full-time pastor or preacher, while Miss Rica was a former actress and now a full-time mom and social media influencer. I've been a follower of this couple since 2009. But this year, I believe I've learned more from them on what they share in their contents about everything under the sun. I love their wit and wisdom on practical things, plus the fact that they apply biblical principles in their daily lives. I love that Pastor Joe and Carla are authentic and not superficial with what they share, which make them more effective and relatable. It was Miss Rika who influenced me into starting my fitness journey with yoga and jump rope. The couple inspired me to become more healthy, even to start my own podcast as my creative output and for self-improvement. 
I have learned a lot from them on how to respond to situations such as conflicts about election and even principles about leadership, finances, and relationships such as in marriage, courtship, and parenting. They also inspired me to read more books, yearn for learning, and how to articulate my thoughts. Thank you, Pastor Joe and Miss Carla, for influencing my life even in ways that you are not aware of. And I am looking forward to learning from you in the next years to come. Another person is Carlo Biglangawa. He is my personal financial advisor. He also inspired me to start my own podcast by listening to his podcast about finances. I admire his excellence and faithfulness about work and personal finance. He is the one who greatly inspired me this year about stewardship and professionalism. Another people are Tita Sandra and my Victory Group. As I've shared in my previous episode about spiritual family, I cannot imagine threading through the pandemic and even thriving in this season without Tita Sandra and my sisters in Christ. I've been learning a lot from them by sharing lives with each other as spiritual community and being accountable with one another. As I've shared, they continue to impart to me truths and best practices about life, work, and spiritual aspects. And lastly, it's Poggy. Poggy is my mom's dog. In my 32 years of existence in this world, I've never been fond of dogs. I didn't hate them. It's just that I didn't pay attention to them. Before, I can't relate why pet owners and dog lovers cry over the death of their pets and why they become so attached with their dogs. But when I met Poggy, or Pogingging, that's how I call him, he changed my feelings towards dogs. It was love at first sight. He was, he was the first dog whom I fell in love with when I spent one month vacation in Bicol this year. Now I can relate why people keep thinking of their pets even at work, and how I miss Poggy and wants to have a video call with him, with him I regularly ask my mom how he's doing. I think of him like my baby wanting to buy him clothes and his other needs such as grooming kids. I now fully understand how pets give unconditional love to their owners, why they're called man's best friend, and I can now empathize with dog lovers who have lost their pets and even cry in movies about dogs. Poggy gave me a desire to have my own pet. However, it's not allowed in the condo where I currently live. But in the future, in God's perfect time, I will be able to have my own dog. So thank you to all the people, creatures, and contents who have inspired me to become a better version of myself this year. And I'm looking forward to what's in store for me for 2022. Greater things have yet to come. Now, let's proceed to our main topic. It's about dealing with depression. In 2016, I went through a whole year of depression. Prior that experience, I didn't believe the reality of such mental health condition. I honestly cannot sympathize with people going through depression. I thought that they were just making it up or that one can easily move on from it. They just have to think positive or divert their attention to other things. But lo and behold, 
I was dragging myself to being alive for one whole year. Though it was one of the hardest years in my life, I am thankful that I went through it. My depression was triggered by a series of failures and disappointments, one after the other. I had unmet goals in my career and relationship, and also in my own timelines. At the same time, I was harboring anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness in my heart to my father. One day, I just woke up not wanting to live anymore, and it went on for days, weeks, months, and eventually a year. I felt a deep sadness and heaviness in my heart. Before going to sleep, I always wished that I won't wake up the next day, and whenever I wake up in the morning, I just don't want to get out of my bed. There were days when I just filed a sick leave from work and stayed in bed the whole day. Sometimes I cried for no reason. Tears just kept falling from my eyes. Most of the time, I didn't want to talk to people and withdrew myself from my community. My family can't sympathize with me. Even some churchmates, when I ask for prayers, can't also understand. It was a long journey in the dark. It was as if I was walking in dark tunnel where light is nowhere to be seen. Many times, I had hoped that it will soon end, but it didn't. It was a phase that I had to go through. It was difficult, yet it was worth the experience. Something that I don't want to experience again, but at the same time, I am thankful that I got the chance to experience. By going through depression firsthand, I can now fully understand those who are going through the same. Now, I can empathize and sympathize to help others who are going through depression either by listening to them and just being there for them. This COVID-19 pandemic brought so much pain, anxiety, and uncertainty to many. Most of us were shaken. The things that we had faith on, such as our jobs, our own abilities, plans, the economy, the government, our own strength, even our own health, and the people that we rely on to were shaken. For two years now, the health crisis challenged those things that we put our faith onto so that what cannot be shaken will remain. It took away our peace, our joy, and our security. And those painful experiences take a toll in one's mental health. Nowadays, more and more people have been opening up about their own mental health issues. Before, it was a taboo in the society or something that to be ashamed about. But now I'm glad that more and more people empathize with those who are going through it. There are three things that personally help me to getting healed from depression. Number one is acceptance. My acceptance was the starting point of my healing journey. I had to admit my, to myself that I'm going through depression, that I don't want to live anymore. I had to accept my failures and my disappointments, my unmet desires, and timelines. My acceptance led me to crying when I felt like crying or just being angry when I felt anger. My acceptance led me to seeking help from others who went through the same. Second is community. Having a community helps a lot. It's hard to go through it solo. 
am thankful to those people who prayed for me or just listened to me or stayed by my side. But I would say that not everyone will understand, especially those who have not yet gone through it, even your own family or people from church. That's why I was also careful to share to others what I was going through because most of them didn't help at all. Some will just downplay what you're going through or offend you. I chose to share to those people who went through the same because they understand and know better. I personally think that it is something that one really cannot understand unless you go through it. If you have a friend or a family member going through depression, the best thing to do is to just listen and be silent, staying by their side, just hugging them or tapping them on their back brings so much consolation. Sometimes, even words like, it's gonna be okay, don't even help. We need to assure them that they are loved and accepted no matter what they feel. And most of the time, through simple gestures of loving and caring or quietly sharing a meal with them. And third is releasing forgiveness. This, I think, led me to complete healing. Unforgiveness is really not good for the health, especially for our mental health. By letting go of the person who have hurt me, I was actually releasing myself from being a prisoner of my own anger and bitterness. My main realization through this time was that unforgiveness is also a form of idolatry. When I have an unforgiveness, I put that person in the altar of my heart instead of Jesus Christ. When I choose to release forgiveness, even if that person did not apologize or we did not get reconciled, I was actually freeing myself from being imprisoned for so many years. My bitter heart slowly started to soften and joy and peace started entering my heart little by little. Until one day, I finally woke up seeing the light from that long journey in the dark tunnel. And I finished that phase victoriously by God's grace. Now, let's proceed with our verse for this episode. Our verse for this episode is in Psalm 30 verse 5b. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. There's time and season for everything in our lives. There are times for weeping and crying, and there are times for laughter and joy. Going through depression may be one of those where weeping stays for the night. Sometimes the nights are long, but if you're listening to this episode and going through depression, I would like to encourage you that it is a process and a phase that we go through. You may not understand it right now, it may not make sense to you now, but the verse says that rejoicing will surely come. Nights will be replaced by day, and laughter and joy will replace your sorrows. So hang in there and be patient with yourself. Cry if you want to cry, shout if you want to shout, be angry if you need to, break down if you have to, feel what you feel but don't dwell on it. And always remember that you are loved and that your existence in this world matters. I hope that you learned something from what I shared that will also add value to you. 
If you want to share with me your takeaways from this episode, feel free to contact me at my social media accounts in Facebook or IG at Yaon. See you in the next episodes. Enjoy your season and remember that you are loved. Bye!